Greetings, everybody, and welcome to Ear to the Sound, a show that explores sonic scenes, styles, and subcultures through the work of music makers and audio artists. I'm your host, Richard Rumney. According to Wikipedia, the term boom bap is an onomatopoeia that represents the sounds used for the bass, the kick drum and snare drum respectively. The style is usually recognized by a main drum loop that uses a hard hitting acoustic bass drum sample on the downbeats, a snappy acoustic snare drum sample on the upbeats and an in-your-face audio mix emphasizing the drum loop and the kick-snare combination in particular. That's the boom-bap. The kick, boom, and the snare, bap, boom, bap, boom, boom, bap. And so on. The first recognized use of the term seems to have come from T. LaRocque's track, It's Yours, released in 1984. But in terms of becoming a subgenre of hip-hop, one can say it was the legendary KRS-One who popularized it with his debut game-changing solo album, Return of the Boom Bap. DJ Premier produced many of the beats on the album, and he, along with the likes of Pete Rock, Jay Diller, The RZA, and many other 90s beatmakers, pioneered the sonic characteristics of the sound, the upfront kick-snare combo, overlaid with dusty samples lifted off records from forgotten eras sought out from days of crate digging with the dogged determination of archaeologists. There's more to boom bap than the instrumental beats. In an interview for an article published for the now defunct Rebel Music Academy, KRS-One explained that, in his own words, the vibe of boom bap is to use the least amount of instruments to create the most amount of rhythmic sound. For him, the sound of hip-hop in the early 90s was watered down to be made palatable for a burgeoning commercial market. In the same article, he elaborates, the album title Return of the Boom Bap was a call back to the original intent of hip-hop's music production and rebellious music style. Boom bap was always somewhat of an underground sound, even when East Coast legends like Biggie and Wu-Tang rode the airwaves to commercial success on top of rugged and raw beats, it was on their own terms. Because as much as there's a template to the sound, the boom bap, simple bass line and jazz funk soul sample, there's also a freedom that comes with the music. Firstly, its simplicity allows for the MC to do and be whatever they like. There are few limitations in terms of rhythm, flow and delivery. And as a consequence, some rappers deliver incredibly simple yet hard-hitting rhymes, whilst others take the opportunity to experiment and push their skill to the limits with the determination of professional athletes. Secondly, there's a freedom for the listener. The captivating, infectious one, two, four-bar loop balances hypnotic energy with exhilaration. And unlike traditional Western musical structures that required regular movement and change in melody and harmony, 
Boom-bap cycles its musicality like a mantra, opening up the listener to follow their own physical, mental and spiritual flow over the music. This is why instrumental boom-bap, in the form of trip-hop in the 90s, down-tempo in the 2000s, and lo-fi chill in the 2010s up till now, has not only been favoured by those in need of relaxation, while chilling out at coffee shops, bougie bars, yoga classes and other similar places that need the elevator equivalent of cool urban music, but also favoured by those who need to focus their thoughts, like students cramming to study beat playlists, people who need a simple rhythm and melody to help them sleep, and after a decade of trap dominating modern hip-hop, just those who enjoy the essence of where the music came from. p.m. in Davyton is boom bap at its finest. An infectious sample over head nod drums, an atmospheric background ruckus that could only come from the streets of South R. It's simple enough to be entranced by, but there are just enough switch-ups to keep it fresh. It's been out for over a year now, but it's still a beat I regularly listen to. I met up with its creator, Jinji, to chat about how the track came to life and his approach to being a young sonic creative. Yo, what's up? My name is Jinji. I'm a producer, DJ, creative artist, whatever, based in Johannesburg, currently residing in Pretoria. And the way I describe my music is left field in a way, not in a conventional sense. I try not to follow like whatever's happening currently mainstream wise, I try to deviate from that. I try to incorporate elements of that and try to incorporate stuff like I can do wherever I draw my inspirations from and try to find a nice blend so that it can turn into something that can work beautifully. I started making beats around 2015-2016. A friend of mine had sent me an application on my tablet called Acoustic, I think it was called, and I started making beats on there. After a while, I decided to move over to FL Studio, and then I started making music from there. The way I learned to make music was to listen to other people's music and try to remake the beats, and that's how I taught myself how to get the times right and the right melodies and the right sounds. How I took it seriously was when, it was in 2018, posted my first song on SoundCloud, and that's when I decided to take it very, very seriously. Or not very seriously, but then like, see where it would take me if I just like started posting stuff. When I started finding producers that made um, left field music that I was also trying to make was around 2018, 2019. A lot of people like Yolophonic and September Youngster, Zooks, all those people I found in the local scene that were making similar music that I wanted to make as well and that I wanted to collaborate with. And luckily enough, I've been able to collaborate with like a lot of them. SoundCloud, is a, it's a very vast platform for people that just want to create whatever they want to create and to find that these South African people that are making all this amazing music um, was like really really incredible to me so I just decided to like dig more and yeah just find people that were making very very like beautiful music and left field seeing what or seeing their approach to how they made their music as well in a non-commercial sense yeah It was up until recently where I met Zooks for the first time where I went to his place home studio and we had just made music the whole day. That was the first time we had met 
and we had been talking to each other or like making music since around 2019, 2020. So before that, I'd almost exclusively made music remotely, just sending music to people or sending beats to the other producers over email and sending stems and yeah, just, it was never a physical thing. Working in person is really, it's more organic, but then it got the job done to work remotely and just, you know, because some people are like in other parts of the country and you can't even travel to wherever they're at. So the best way to do it was to just work over the internet. And yeah, I think that's how I've worked with most, if not all the people I've made music with till this day. The first collab I had was with Yolophonic and it was called Without You. This was back in 2019. And we'd have been a part of this WhatsApp group and he sent over this beat and he said, yo, anyone keen for a collab? And I just said, he should send it through. And he sent me the stems or the project rather. And by the end of the weekend, I had sent it back to him and then he sent it back to another person as well. I think it was Arrow, yes. And after about a week or so, the song was done. It was my first collab that I had done over the internet. Yolofana created a group on WhatsApp and what we tried to create was um, a space for producers and artists to just like come together and push each other and just create. That was the purpose of the group to just link with each other and create, but virtually because no one knows where everyone is. So that's the one place where we went to where we could, you know, interact with each other, ask each other questions see if the song worked or get feedback on a song that we were working on so it was a very cool project that everyone like that i think it was yolophonic that started it it was a very cool project that they set up and yeah it's i think it's all writing good till this day so with 6pm in davidson bonola thomas had sent me an email from under pressure sundays shout out to her and they had wanted a song from me for the eighth installment for their tapes so as soon as I got that mail, I started to get the ball rolling and I started digging for music or digging for samples. And I stumbled upon Tidal Wave by Ronnie Laws. And it had this really nice intro. And I think this whole song was a very, very nice piece of music that I wanted to like put beats over. And so I just ripped that. The sample just like carries most of the song and I added drums on top of it. Just to give it that punch. It probably took me a couple days to make 6pm in Davidson because I initially started off the project with just normal four beats, you know, boom, boom, tch, boom, boom. Tch. And then the part at the end where it switches up, I think was very, very intricate or like, it was very different for me because it was like a different switch up to the pacing and the rhythm as well. So putting that together to make it sound like it's real drums as well. I think another thing I do when I try to make boom bap beats is try to get the drums to sound like actual drums. Um, so putting that together was like a bit of a task, but I think I was able to get it in the end. With some of the songs that I try to make, I try to dial it back and bring it back home. So the reason I named it 6pm in Davidson is because Davidson is the closest township to where I live back in the east of Joburg. Yeah, so I just found a clip on the internet of these guys just like fighting or like the guys that are taking the video and everyone surrounding them is just like laughing because they just, I think it was two drunk guys and they're just like making these fools of themselves. And I just thought, damn, it's from a place that I know that I kind of grew up around. So let me just put that in the intro and 
you know, just put it out there. Yeah. And now let's hear Junji's 6 p.m. in Davyton, which you can find on Under Pressure Sunday's SoundCloud page. Keep your ears out for the next show in two weeks' time, where the genre-fluid artist Kimetsu speaks about his own creative approach as we take a look and listen to his remix of 6 p.m. in Davyton. This is me, Richard Rumney, signing out till then. Yeah, he's on.